I can try. It's gonna be fun. We're having fun tonight, John. We're having fun. It's episode 300. New song. New song? <laughs> no. of the podcast it's finally here episode 300 of zero credits and to kick off this night of stars of world premieres of more exciting content than you can even freaking imagine we are going to be regaled by the dulcet tones of John's new theme song for the podcast. John, whenever you're ready. Is that a throw to me? Are you setting it up? Yes. You heard it here first. The song that I definitely made and I'm very excited about. uh, I, I worked long nights staring at an iPad garage band, restrung my guitar took my sitar and lute out of retirement just for this night. That is right. And so we are going to premiere that right now. Um, Right here and right now. John, as we know, has heard this. But I haven't. So I'm going to be responding or, or reacting live to this. Are you ready, John? I I mean, as the artist, I could never be more ready. All right. Here is John's new theme song for the podcast. Oh, what the fuck? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now it's not working. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you kidding Christ. me? It worked earlier. All right, without further ado or further technical issues, here is the song that John so painstakingly worked on for a very, very long amount of time to start our new season. You're all very welcome. It's it's not playing. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can see it playing but I can't hear it. Um, maybe when you were toggling things off to try to get it so I couldn't hear myself, you toggled something off between two channels. Henry and John, Henry and John, Henry and John, zero credits. 
Wow, John, that mm. weeks you worked on that. Yeah, this has been working. This has been in the works since episode 200. Since episode 200. Should, should we play it again so people can really get a feel for it? Oh, absolutely. Okay, here, here it is again. The new official theme song of Zero Credits. Oh, God damn it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and here it is again. The new official theme song of Zero Credits. Wow. Wow. I, I, I will I will admit I'm a I'm a rational artist and Henry did help a little bit. I know that we had oh, this no, no. Zeit bingo thing happening where Henry was like, Oh, is the song gonna happen? Is the song not gonna happen? But he, he had a hand. No hold on, don't drag me into this. Don't this was all you um I was busy doing other things, John. Um, one, I have to intro the rest of the, the I have to do the intro to the show. Um, so mm. <laughs> let me just do that real quick. Um, if you don't mind, is that okay? Oh, no, please. I, I cede the floor. People having had listened to my creation, uh, I, I pass the baton to you, as it were. All right, here we go. Welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name is the artist known as John. And together we're Henry and John coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist 300 times in a row. Yes, there, there have been some breaks where we've watched <laughs> movies, but for the most part, 300 times in a row, we have talked about the events of the zeitgeist. I did want to jump back to the theme song a little bit and oh, say okay. that as far as Henry's contributions go, uh, he did. I wanted it to be much longer. <laughs> I wanted it. And originally, yeah. the current theme song is very short. I wanted people to have about five minutes and 30 seconds of music before the episode really started. And Henry really pushed for it to be succinct. And I don't agree, uh, but, you know, compromise is at the heart of, of every creative endeavor. Yeah, I, I thought people might want to get to the episode a little quicker than five minutes. Um, but and, and really, I feel like those first 30 seconds really just capture the spirit of the show. Yeah, and for what it's worth, Henry, you know, credit where credit's due. You did want more variety in the lyrics, and that's what we ended up hearing in my original version. Uh, there, there wasn't as much variety, per se. I thought it communicated a certain something, um, but yeah. I, I totally get it. Absolutely. But hey, what do you know? 300 episodes, a new theme song, things are really popping off. And I think, John, this calls... For a little song. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Yes, a little song. I commissioned one of the world's top rated, top rated 
uh, music artist today to do a little song in honor of our 300th episode. And John, it goes a little something like this. Wow. Yeah. So, um, not that I didn't have faith in you. Hmm. I, I see, I see what this is. You told me that you were going to do a new song, but until you played it just now at the beginning of this episode, I didn't know it existed. Yeah, you, you, uh, I explained it to you via text, but you know, you didn't hear any of it. Yeah, I honestly, you, you texted me the notation and I can't read music. Mm-hmm. Oh, I understand now. Uh, for what it's worth, I can't either. I just kind of, you know, I, I wrote the notes that I felt were appearing, you know, C, G, H, right, etc. Uh, to me, it's Greek. Mm. That also it doesn't help that I did write it in Greek. <laughs> <laughs> so I went ahead and commissioned um, a top artist. Uh huh. I I I don't listen to music, so I did not catch their name. But mm. they they did that little ditty for us, and I threw in the part where. Um, it mentions that I promised a new song. Hold on. Sorry. Technical d- difficulties. I was sounding like a robot. Now I'm not. Now you sound normal. Yep. So uh, do you want to hear that song just one more time? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Are you sure? Did you oh, like it? For sure. No, no, no. I, I think, you know. All artistic endeavors, um, you know, they, they need to be seen, you know, even if it's not the theme song we end up going with, uh, I think no, no, it's this important is just, that we give it its time in the sun. Right. This is, To be clear, everyone, fans, dear fans, hear me. This is not the new theme song. This is just a song commemorating the 300th episode. Yeah, a celebratory song, if you will. All right, here it is again by Top Artist. Mm. This is the three hundred episode of Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things and this is the new song that Henry promised, the new song that shall ring and ring and ring. It's kind of a banger, huh? It's it's a bit of a banger that e- that part at the end the the famous artist are they saying that the song shall ring and ring and ring? Yes, that <laughs> the song is going to ring and ring and ring. Mm, very good. Now I um I, you know me I I listen to quite a bit of of music and I'm just gonna come out and say it or ask it is that Grimes. John, I didn't think you would put it together that quickly. Oh no, it's Grimes. That is top artist Grimes. Um, or 
a very close facsimile of that there said artist. Yes, a, a Grimes facsimile, if you will. Right. And um, I just reached out. I said, hey, it's our 300th episode. She said, I'm busy. Please just go do like a, an AI thing. And I was mm. like, okay, I'll go do an AI thing. Well, I mean, I don't mean to... I mean to shit on your creative process. I think it's kind of it's kind of plagiarism to use an AI. I don't think that it's um, I don't think that it has much uh, artistic merit to you. Whereas my song, which you all heard <laughs> earlier, was all right. original and recorded on physical instruments, and indeed recorded on physical media. Oh, you used like tape? Oh, uh, vinyl. <laughs> you recorded straight to vinyl? Mm, everyone was in the room, all of my musical collaborators. We had a big clay disc that was spinning with a needle <laughs> attached to an arm, and our our barest sound vibrations would cause the needle to vibrate and etch into the clay disc. And then we pressed uh, negatives, we put it on vinyl, and uh, that's what you ended up hearing here today. I, I So I just have to ask, who's the singer? Because I know you don't sing. Oh, no, I, I famously don't sing. You famously do not sing. We mm. all know it. And I have a fantastic singing voice. It's just there was a, an incident a long time ago where I, I refused, much like how uh, children in TV shows and movies in the 90s would experience a traumatic event and then never speak again for some reason. Uh, I I experienced a traumatic event that caused me to never sing again. Now, the singer on this song is actually pretty interesting. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a little show called The Masked Singer. Oh, no, I am aware of The Masked Singer. Um, There was a little controversy in which one Rudy Giuliani was revealed on the show that caused Judge Ken Jung to say, I'm done and walk off the set. I, you know, I can't blame Ken Jong for doing that. Rudy Giuliani is a sweaty creep. However, uh, the singer on my track was a big, big, big leprechaun. Wait. <laughs> Wait, you're saying that. They were wearing like a big leprechaun outfit and mask. Mm, yes, a big, elaborate, very broad leprechaun costume. <laughs> they were they were masked, and only I know their true identity. Well, okay, but why wouldn't you just go ahead and reveal who they are? Oh, and have my own masked singer moment. Should we listen to your song again so we can try to guess who the singer is? Yeah, anyone listening to this at home, put yourself, you know, you're in the three chairs. (laughs) You've turned around the other way, despite the (laughs) fact that the singer has a mask. One of you is Adam Levine, the other one is Ken Jeong, and the other one is Balkalis Almanzar. And you're all facing the other way. And you're hearing this. I think my favorite part is where it goes 
Henry, John, Henry, John. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then the chairs spin around. The singer has been unmasked. And you all thought it was Michael Buble. I, th- I was thinking John Mayer. You were thinking John Mayer. I was thinking John Mayer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it is not John Mayer, nor is it that first person I said. It is... Um, Michael Buble. It's not Michael Buble. Uh, it is, in fact, uh, an AI of John Mayer. Wow, that is what John Mayer sounds like. Yeah, all of his songs, Watermelon Sugar, Music for a Sushi Restaurant. Right? <laughs> is that not Harry Styles? <laughs> All of his, uh, all of his music, like the soundtrack to "Don't Worry, Darling." <laughs> I, okay, okay, uh, but you know the the AI, the AI was trained on a lot of different artists, so I can't I can't really say. Wait a second, you come after me and say using AI is plagiarism, and then you reveal your singer. To be a plagiar an AI version of Jonathan Mayer? Mm, but it's different, you see. Why is it different? It's different because you <laughs> when you created that song, you asked an AI, oh please, <laughs> please make <laughs> me a song. But when I made it, it was a room full of people. It was Balkalis Almanzar. It was John Mayer. It was Wait, uh, John Mayer was, was there? Yeah, it was Rudy Giuliani. It was Ken Jeong. Why didn't he? Ch- you had <laughs> you had John Mayer there. Why didn't he just sing for you? I don't really like his stuff. And then they turned around. <laughs> they turned around, and the most magical thing. It was a live band, a live Mumford and Sons slash Odessa <laughs> slash the Lumineers style stomp clap yeah band playing. This is the- With a John Mayer AI and a leprechaun costume. That's crazy that the entire ACL 2023 lineup was in a room. (laughs) Isn't it crazy that the entire ACL lineup is just Mumford and Sons (laughs) somehow plus Kendrick Lamar? Yeah. Um, And Lumineers and Hozier. It's just all music for people who wear those big wide hats. Big Wide Hats, the music festival coming to Zilker Park 2023. Sponsored by Live Nation C3 Events. Sponsored by the Big Wide Hats you gotta wear. (laughs) You gotta wear them. Now, we've established that your song is trash and my song is class. Uh, Oh, but John, there's a dark horse, however. Oh, a dark horse? I think I might have a a little bit of a tip as to what we're about to hear. What do you, wait, what what, you do? A little bit of a dark horse, a little bit of a fire, firework. That's right. Someone who kissed a girl and liked it. We actually got an email. What? (laughs) We got an email? We got an email from I kissed a girl and I liked it. Hope my boyfriend don't mind it at hotmail.com. Oh, famously the email address of that singer that Henry knows. That uh the the 
the email contained no words. Mm. All it contained was a single media file uh, labeled banger. Mm. And uh, I think, I don't know what this is going to be. Neither of us did this one. Oh, this wait, is, is this, is this banger dot flack? Cause I remember you called me at three yeah. 30 in the morning, uh, during my moil appointment. And yeah. you said, you just said banger dot flack and you hung up and I was wondering what that was about. Well, see a flack is the flawless loss, lossless audio codex. Mm, it is. Yes. And we all know that that is mm-hmm. just common knowledge. That we all have. <laughs> we all we all know that. I don't know if you can hear my dog barking in the background. Uh, she's excited. She's excited for this track. It's hot. It's a banger dot flack. And I think there's no more introductions I can do. The only thing left to do is to play it. I'm scared. I forgot to open with VLC. <laughs> Here we go. That's a real problem with flack files. Zero credits, zero credits, zero credits. Having fun learning life lessons from the barrel of a gun. Henry and John, zero credits. Learning life lessons from the barrel of a gun. Zero credits. You know, I'm going to say it is a certified banger, but I'm examining the lyrics a little bit. <laughs> oh, wait, what, what did you notice about the lyrics? I, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like at some point said that we were le- <laughs> learning from the barrel of a gun. Do you do you need to uh, hear it again? <laughs> yeah, can can we hear it again? But uh, can we hear it again twice in a row? <laughs> okay. Zero credits. Zero credits. Zero credits. Having fun learning life lessons from. Oh, you wanted to hear it twice. Uh-huh. Zero credits, zero credits, zero credits. Having fun learning life lessons from the barrel of a gun. Henry and John, zero credits. Learning life lessons from the barrel of a gun. Zero credits. Huh. That is what I heard, and on on listening to it a second, and in fact a third time, it seems like it's trying to move on from the fact that it mentions <laughs> the barrel of a gun really quickly. Um, yeah, uh, learning life lessons from the barrel of a gun. Zero credits. Zero credits. Yeah, um, no, it moves on from gun very quickly, and barrel of a gun is really stuck together at the end of the phrase. Yeah, it's kind of clunky. You know, any writer wouldn't wouldn't put those words together. Um, so it couldn't, you know, I know it came from an anonymous source. I don't know why I'm defensive. Um, it didn't come from me. Oh, no, I, I think it's a banger. I just feel like it, um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know that both of us are, uh, well, I'm, I'm more into guns. That you are. There's a certain darkness to it. It is a dark horse. Now that I think about it, yeah, it was a dark horse. Came out of out of left field, and it's dark in nature. 
and a horse might have ridden it. We don't know. <laughs> Did you say might have written it or might have ridden it? And that's just the thing about dark horses. You really just can't tell. Hey, listen, I, I know one thing about that track, and it was rode hard and put up lit. It was a banger for sure, and I think it, there's no question that one is the song of the night. That's right. Song of the night goes to uh, I Kissed a Girl and I Liked It. Hope my boyfriend doesn't mind it at hotmail.com. You are the 300th episode song winner. Come on down. Yeah, come on down from that email address. Oh, God, something horrible has happened. You sound like a robot again. We're, we're back. We're good. We're good and we're back. That's right. Come on down from that email address. Oh, I'm just getting word now from our producers in the studio that people cannot, in fact, come out of email addresses. So I'm sorry, but this year's prize for the 300th episode, song of the episode, I'll just have to accept it on her behalf, on their behalf. The her behalf? Hmm. The email address's behalf. Yes. I, I did notice um, that there there are a number of articles in the entertainment press that just say Katy Perry is conspicuously silent, and they don't say about what. Yeah. Um, you know, and she's she's been real quiet ever since this banger dropped. Mm. But real quiet, conspicuously quiet. People don't seem to usually people like attribute that to something, but they're just saying that she's been conspicuously quiet. It's true. It's true. So we've pretty much confirmed that Katy Perry sent us that one. I I think the evidence is lining up. Um, you know, honestly, now I'm taking a second look at that hotmail address. I'm pretty sure I'm almost certain. I, I, we're getting verified. Yes, indeed. Those might be lyrics from a Katy Perry song. The jury is out. Mm, and it is illegal to register an email address with lyrics from a song that you didn't write. As we all know, the plagiarism laws are very strict when it comes to Hotmail accounts specifically. Now, of course, a lot of people listening to this, uh, if they don't have a... Uh, 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 a well-tuned musical ear. They would have heard these three songs and they would say, they all kind of sound like Grimes. Uh, and I would say, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. That You might even say they sound similar enough that maybe they came from the same, like, I don't know, free-to-use AI generating uh, text-to-song to software. And for those mm. people, I say, um, look... There's a lot of conspiracy theories going around. You sound like a flat earther. Yeah, listen, if you don't want to sound crazy, don't believe things that are different from what I believe. I don't know how, how I don't know how else to say it. Exactly. So, if you don't want to sound like you're absolutely insane, drop it now. Enjoy the three songs. Three new songs that we gave you one for each 300 episodes. And um, welcome to the 300th episode, John. We gotta we gotta get this show on the road. I know enough distraction. Now, of course, speaking of enough distraction, we gotta return to the bingo card. Oh, that's right. Let's return to the bingo card. Um, 
I mean, I've got mine. I've never saved yours. I'm I'm a bad friend. I'll say it here in the 300th episode. I will cop to being a bad friend. Now, of course, what we what we have to check off is your new song. That your new song. I will. Square. Yeah. Let's see. Where is it? Um, yep, a new Zero Credits theme song, because one of those could be a theme song. You're right. Yeah, one of them could. And you know, it just because we're going to use my first one in every episode, (laughs) and uh, you know, even, even if we don't, you know, then it's still technically a new potential theme song. Correct. Uh, it doesn't say a new Zero Credits theme song permanent. It just says a new one, a new optione, if you will. And uh, yeah, um, so that is crossed off. Now, of course, uh, just a quick update before we get on with the third episode. Uh, there, There is a news article saying, J. Crew's giant fit pants, they're a big deal. At first, oh. these giant trousers were met with memes. Now they're a core part of the brand's next chapter. Oh, 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 oh. that, my friend, is three. Three different points of data marking a trend. You, sir can cross off your big pants. We finally got big pants, ladies and gentlemen. We finally got big pants. Now, of course, I just need Bob Barker to die, Elon Musk to bankrupt Twitter, and the Antichrist to be ascendant, and this is in the bag. (laughs) Now, there was some late-breaking news today, John. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, I have not been paying attention to the news. You know, it just bums me out, you know, just the vibe. The, I get it. The news bums me out, too. And we shan't spend long on this. Um, but it was ruled today by a jury that Trump uh, is guilty and not guilty, sorry, is liable mm. in a civil case. Um, I don't have the details in front of me, but he was indeed put to trial. Now I just need riots to ensue and I can cross that off. <laughs> yes, the uh, the $5 million uh, settlement, and it's not a settlement, the $5 million in damages that he's been ordered to pay. The, correct, yes. Uh, in civil cases, there is no guilty, nor is there a not guilty. There is liable or not liable, and he was found to be liable, meaning he needs to pay those damages uh, probably to the max of the uh, the amount that can be fined for such a case. Now, of course, uh, Sam Sam Bankman-Fried being found guilty isn't going to happen until at least to October, so that square is going to be sitting for a while for me. But hey, there's still time for Magic the Gathering to sue Marjorie Taylor Greene, Joe Rogan to injure himself in experimental ball therapy, and a famous person to die in a labyrinth. So I'm still in the running, despite your early lead. Yeah, um, I'm going to say that I don't think I will be crossing off any bingos. And I'm hinging this just because I was I was so wrong about one of my, my predictions. I predicted President Biden would announce he would not be running for a second mm. term. Not only has he announced it, but it seems like it's going to happen. Because that's what the party needs, right? right. So somebody Someone did the for math. us all to gather behind that we all have so much faith in based on the last few years, right? Right. All right. 
I mean, not only somebody did the math and uh, the the average life expectancy, expectancy, the average life expectancy, oh, God damn, the average life expectancy of a uh, American male in this day and age is about seventy six. Mm. Uh, B- Biden is eighty two, and another four years in office would have made him eighty six, which would be ten years over the average life inspect inspect. Ig- the term, the time that people predict you could live. Mm. Well, of course, what those, um, forgive me, pencil pushing nerds forget to account for pushes up glasses is uh, Joe Biden is built different. He's on that hustle oh, he's, grind set. He's a Sigma male. You know, once you factor in the Sigma male grind set of, of Mr. Biden, sorry, President Biden, call him by his, his title. If you will, um, you, 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 yeah, the math just becomes a giant middle finger. <laughs> yeah, it's tough because um, we've yet to see a sigma male die in captivity, so we really don't know how long they can live. Honestly, they could be the first. They, they said they told me when I was young, I was but a boy. They said the first human person to be to never die has already been born. And I mm-hmm. thought they were talking about me, the chosen one. But no, they were talking about one Sigma male Biden. <laughs> yeah, of course, Sigma male Biden. Now, of course, a lot of people, there's this false equivalency. And they think tortoises can live for potentially over 100, maybe hundreds of years. Um, Non-Sigma male tortoises have all died. The, the only remaining tortoises are Sigma males. And yet, yeah, yet, yet. And yet they have not died. And so the mm-hmm. Sigma male lives on forever. For those of you who don't know what a Sigma male is, allow us to elucidate you. Um, you've heard of Alpha, of course, mm-hmm. and you've heard of Beta. Alpha being the leader of a pack, Beta being sort of the subservient class beneath the Alpha. Sigma males or whatever uh means you don't need to pack you're a lone wolf you go your own way you're on that grind you're making that bag you don't need nobody make no attachments you have no earthly attachments you can fly if you're an airbender now of course a lot of people maybe have the argument that uh the, the sigma male idea entered the manosphere just so they could capture uh, the entire demographic, even including people who will admit that they're too weird (laughs) to consider themselves to be alpha males. But I think a simpler way to explain it is this. Uh, What's an alpha male? What's a sigma male? I am one and you're not. (laughs) The only way for you to be one is to buy my course. Sigma malehood dumb, which is what we call it. It's not something you can learn. It's it's a lifestyle you must dedicate your life to mm-hmm. in yeah, order totally, to know. You cannot learn what it. it. You cannot learn it. But if you buy my course, I can teach you. Right. You. It involves staying two to three months, maybe three, maybe four, maybe indefinitely in a Romanian prison. Mm-hmm. Big. It's a big deal to go to a Romanian prison. That's the pedestal that you have to climb. Or else they won't recognize you. And also, you got to write weird poetry on Twitter about your father teleporting behind you. Yeah, you got to write weird poetry. You got to lie a lot about your dad. 
uh, just like a lot, your your whole life has to be a fabrication. You need to run a predatory webcam sex factory, and you need to go to a Romanian prison. That and the- really, really important to the Sigma thing, you have to have no chin. No chin. Um, I'm going to say lack of hair doesn't really play into it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think that's fair. Uh, and you can't grow a beard to save your life. Mm. Except you make Twitter posts where it's like, wow, I used to be clean shaven and now I have this beard and it just looks like you have pubic hair on your face. I yeah, you, you, never want to attack someone's looks unless they're this person we're talking about right now. A Sigma male. Um, <laughs> of course, of course, the, the prototypical Sigma male. Once again, all tortoises look like what we're talking about. Double check me. They don't have chins. They, they don't grow have beards chins. to save their lives. Yeah. To be a Sigma male means that a sailor could kill you for your meat. Mm, and will. The and greatest will. enemy of a Sigma male is a sailor. Honestly, the biggest thing about Sigma males is that so much is written about how delicious you are and how much your meat keeps over long joy- ver- ger- voyages. Yeah, that's a real problem. So if you do take my Sigma male course, which of course you will in 12 weeks, I'll teach you how to do drop shipping and become a Sigma male. However, I do have to warn you and disclaim to you that once you are a Sigma male, you will be renowned for your buttery long lasting meat. It's true, and also your something about your body will retain more water. Mm. It's just a side effect. It's a side effect, but it does make you a little more appetizing for 17th century sailors mm. who are making the Atlantic voyage. Mm. Now, some people erroneously call that going camel mode. Right, and that's wrong. Mm. Uh, as we learned in our group friend discord the hump doesn't store water john (laughs) yeah the hump does not store water only the hustle does yes the hump stores fat for food conservation now now if you wanted to be a sigma male do you think you'd be storing fat in a hump no you wouldn't store fat anywhere in your body you'd have you'd have doughy six-pack abs and not a lot of muscular development but you'd act like you're the most muscular man on the planet Storing fat, that's a beta move. You don't want to live in a desert. You don't want to cross the desert on a silk road. That's not you. You want to be confined to a wooden boat Mm -hmm. sailing across the Atlantic Ocean. That's some Sigma shit. Every animal in the desert is a beta. Scorpions, beta. Trapdoor spiders, beta. Camels, beta. However, true Sigma males live on an island, are big, slow, have thick shells and buttery meat. Buttery meat. And we, we Sigma males, croak like we're dying during the dew. Yes, absolutely. You have to croak and scream during sex to be a Sigma male. And then 15 years ago, people watch that video on YouTube. They laugh at it. They laugh at it a lot. Uh, but that's just how Sigma males do. And it doesn't bother you. You know why? You know why it doesn't bother you, John? Why? You got that thick shell that their laughter just bounces off of. Yeah, it just bounces off of you. And you, you really don't even understand English once you truly become a Sigma male. No, you beca- your skin becomes leathery. You get this hard protective shell 
and you get this buttery, buttery meat that buttery, sailors buttery meat. crave. They crave it. You love cabbage. Sometimes what is people more will, sick? Sometimes people will carve their names in your shell. Yeah. I, I just, I have to ask, what is more Sigma than just lines and scores and ships full of men pining after your meat? There's nothing more Sigma than that. And, um, you know, uh, Charles Darwin will be disgusted by the practice, but he'll do it anyway. He won't like it. That You're so Sigma, you disgust that Charles Darwin is involved at all. Yeah, you're 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 so sigma you you disgust one of the greatest evolutionary biologists ever to live. Well, you don't, but the, the people eating your buttery buttery long lasting meat disgust Charles Darwin. And if that's not sigma shit, I don't know what is. Once again, you have to get into drop shipping. You have to become a tortoise. That's right, John. And honestly, there's no easier job for a tortoise than drop shipping. You really don't have to do a lot of leg work. No, because your legs are close to the ground. Yeah, your legs are close to the ground. You know, you get the boxes, you send the boxes out, you make the profit. Any idiot can do it. And every tortoise already is doing it. If you're not drop shipping as a Sigma tortoise, I don't, you're just wasting, you're basically a camel. Yeah, that's why you need to go to, <laughs> no one wants to go camel mode. Come to our seminar. Move as slowly as you can because you're ancient and you're old. We can teach. Why are we? This whole thing is we're pitching to tortoises to come to our seminar. No, we're pitching to humans to come to our seminar to become tortoises. Save an endangered species. Save an endangered species. Become a tortoise. Become a tortoise. It is your destiny. Hmm. Don't mm. go dromedary mode. That's an elephant. No, that's a pachyderm. What's Don't a dromedary? A dro- it's a camel. Don't that's be a, camel? a dromedary boy. Are llamas dromedaries? You know, I really only know the one. And mm. since I was questioning, I don't 100% know that they're called dromedaries. Amazing. Well, enough of that. John, mm. we promised the people a little segment tonight on the 300th episode and i think it's time we stop stalling and get to start starting yeah it's very important because we we talked about a very specific topic that would we would discuss for the entire episode a dromedary isn't a group of animals it's a, it's actually just a one humped camel as a dromedary so a two humped camel goes by another name yeah that's like a duo dairy or something you know, I like it. I dig it. I like the separate. Wait, I don't really like separation. Never mind. No, except the separation of those humps. Am I right? Oh, let me <laughs> elaborate on this. <laughs> Did you know that they gestate for 13 months and they live for 40 years? They only eat for 13 months and they live for 40 years. Oh, wait, no, no, no. They they gestate in the womb for 13 oh, months. Oh, I thought you said they just eat for 13 <laughs> no, months. No, no, no. It's like, how do they oh, pick man. them? The life, the life <laughs> of a two-home camel is insane. They're born, they eat non-stop for 13 months, and then it's off to the races. They're like, hope I ate enough because I'm never eating again. Here we go. Let's cross the, the Gobi or the Sahara. 
Uh, they're actually called Bactrians when they have two humps. Batman. And of course, the group that includes both dromedaries and Bactrians is evened toed undulates. Mm. Mm-hmm. Artiodactyla. <laughs> yep. Yep. That this all checks out to me, I guess. That includes the American bison, the dromedary, the wild boar, the orca. Hold the phone. <laughs> the orca? Hold. <laughs> hold. The red deer in the draft. Hold on. Hold on. You can't What's just happening? put orca in there, man. <laughs> That's crazy. What's happening? What just or- happened? Orcas are in the same group as two humped camels. I feel like at that point, scientists are like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like they classified every, 80, 80% of everything else. They're like, put the last 20% in the same category. We got to get to lunch. Apparently, ungulates, th- there's a split between an ungulate and an even-toed ungulate. If you're talking all ungulates, that's cows, pigs, giraffes, camels, sheep, deer, hippopotamuses, cetaceans such as whales, dolphins, and porpoises. You mean to tell me a porpoise is a pig? A porpoise is a pig. They're just as smart. Think about it. Holy shit. It goes all the way to the top, John. I gotta stop eating dolphins. You know? I mean, porpoises. We were about to throw an intervention. I'm really glad you could come to this realization yourself. I'm, I'm glad you don't have to spend the money on all the catering for my intervention for eating porpoises. Yeah. Oh, we were going to go cheap. Oh no! You were gonna get like you were you were gonna, to my porpoise eating intervention. You were gonna do the Donald Trump McDonald's meal. It was gonna be yeah. It was gonna be boxes of McDonald's sandwiches. Mmm, that good sandwich bad. comes in a box. We all know it, of course. And of course, it couldn't be the fillet of fish because that's mostly porpoise. Right? No, it was gonna be strictly fillet of chicken. Phileo chicken. And of course, it's, it's, you know, it's especially problematic because anyone who knows me knows I eat that porpoise from the bag. <laughs> anyway, we need to move on. Straight from the bag, huh? <laughs> from the back. Uh, we need to talk oh, okay. about, we need to talk about Look, the other thing. We, it's time now for a new segment that we promised. We said we were going to do it. And I'm just going to introduce this comment, this, this comment. I'm just going to introduce this segment the way we introduce all our segments. With an improvised song. Mm. Uh, so here we go. Wait, hold on. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Zero credit scripts. This is arrow. Credit scripts are houses are unimpressive, but we'll talk about them. Zero credit scripts. That's right. <laughs> this is zero credits cribs. <laughs> it, it was really funny that the first one just said zero credit scripts, and then was over. <laughs> a little bit. Working out the kinks of the, the technical difficulties. Um, but I'm pretty sure I started the segment. Do I need to play the song again? Oh, uh, yeah. Can you play it one? <laughs> can you play it 0. 0.75 more times? Yes. Hold on. Here we go. 
Zero credit scripts, this is zero Credit scripts are houses are unimpressive But we'll talk about them zero credit scripts Perfect Oh, uh, you don't want the point seven? Oh, uh, give me the point seven. Zero credit scripts, this is zero Credit scripts are houses are unimpressive, but nice, very good. <laughs> yep, this is zero credits cribs. Our houses are unimpressive, but we'll talk about them. <laughs> this is uh, it. Uh, it's very true. All I talk about is my house. We promised this, um, yeah, episodes ago, trying to figure out something special to do for the 300th episode. Obviously nothing special has happened in the 300th episode up to this point. Nothing, uh, yeah, <laughs> nothing, nothing interesting or fun or new. No, nothing that anybody spent weeks putting together or anything. No, not, none yeah, of that. Nothing like that. Um, because but, this is the content you crave. Yeah. You, you crave relatable content, like people who are in the middle class <laughs> talking about the houses that they Bot. I actually have a whole thing about how unrelatable uh, you are oh, once yeah. you buy a house. Your life changes for the worse socially <laughs> when you buy a house. It's weird because you come become a part of like a, a class of friends you didn't know existed and you don't feel a part of ever. Uh, for sure. I... If, if we're talking... It's maybe best to get it out of the way early how um, unrelatable... You become like I've always wanted a house. I come from a long line of people who not really actually it's amazing. My parents were able to hold down a mortgage sometimes. But once you buy a house and you're like, oh, this is the most normal because when you don't have a house, you're like, fuck, everybody's got houses and I'm the weirdo for uh, for not having us. Once you get one. Nobody really wants to talk to you about it except other people who own homes and all they want to do is complain to you about how much having a home sucks. Yeah. No, I, I found myself at a wedding over the weekend and just randomly talking to some similar like spouses that are not related to the wedding at large. And all they wanted to talk about was home renovation projects. And I just was just like, wow, is this this is my quote unquote people now like they're this is it yeah and um no shade to people who own homes or talk about those things but god the most boring conversation is yeah the renovations um, that your home is going through i um hang out with a lot of art and comedy people and also quick aside i think you and i are like squeakers i think we're like kind of the last under the door of our generation to buy a house. Frankly, I think we, we might be the, some of the last people of our exact age cohort to be able to afford a house at this point in our lives. Yeah. We both, both of us were in a situation where we got extremely lucky with pricing and availability. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in my case, I wrote a very heartfelt letter to the seller to convince them to sell to us and not like a faceless corporation. And for some reason that worked. Yeah. And in uh, my case, I was, I, I just got for some reason during the pandemic, phenomenally lucky in my job. 
and was able to save a lot in a short period of time. And also we, it was really hard to find a house in this area in our price point, but we found a house that like had declared it had foundation issues, but it turned out it didn't have foundation issues. And the seller was really motivated to sell because they had moved out of state and they had owned it for a while. So they were making a profit no matter what. So it's, it's luck. It's in 10 different ways. I got super lucky to even have a house. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, this must be what people who have made it in life kind of feel like. It's like, well, we got lucky. We're, we are of the mind to acknowledge it, that we got supremely lucky. We are fortuitous. This was not done by our own merit. <laughs> like Yes. A, a, pers- a, a clone of ourselves, the same cir- circumstances could do the same things we did and get denied. Um. I don't know. I don't know how to phrase it. So like, no, well, I, yeah, I, I, I totally agree in that. Like we, so I'm, I don't know. We won't get into this. I believe in predestination such that the things that happen in your life, uh, make you make certain decisions. Like no decision is made in a vacuum. And we had enough things that happened in our lives that put us on the trajectory to like barely be able to get houses. And that's luck. Anyone who says luck doesn't exist is uh, delusional and has an overinflated sense of self. Right. Exactly. But now I own a house, baby, and I'm going to rub it in everyone's faces. (laughs) Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your new house. Uh, for everyone, you know, for the fams, the, the diehards, the people who know, we all know that I ended up in an old Victorian manor at the end of the time-traveling escapades of that happened around episode 200. So they know about my house. It's haunted, and there's a boy outside that is always ready to go run for a Christmas goose. Yes, of course. There's the haunted Christmas goose boy, and every day is Christmas morning. Exactly. It's an it's a waking nightmare, but one that I've grown accustomed to because I'm lucky enough to own a house. And once you own a house, you can overlook the smallest of hauntings um, or the biggest. But John, what it, you got to tell us about your house. So a quick recap of my living situations that I've had while doing this podcast. Uh, this podcast started, I think... When I lived in a 400-square-foot apartment that was a cordoned-off section of a rundown house three blocks away from our college. Yes. Yeah, Uh, I never went into that place. You know, (laughs) it's fine. Uh, it was, there was a rat, there was a rat. I picked you up from that place and gave you rides, but I never, I never went in. It was a miserable, I mean, it was the first place... I think the second place. No, hold on. This podcast actually started, I think, when I lived in this like weird apartment complex thing. But then shortly thereafter, maybe we were talking about it then. But then I lived in the bad place. The bad place. Was I working at the gym when this started? Um, No. I think you were at the credit union. Oh, yeah. If it was at the credit union, then I was living in Bad Place. It was the end of Bad Place. Had to leave there because black mold exploded all over my bathroom. 
you know. And then I lived with my girlfriend, now wife, uh, in her drug house, <laughs> and then <laughs> lived in a lived in an apartment, and then moved from that apartment to live in another apartment in Austin. Uh, well, I lived on your well, couch for two weeks. Yeah, those two apartments. Thanks for the shout out. That four hundred square foot a studio apartment that we shared for two weeks. Screaming toilet lost a lot of weight while I lived there because I didn't know Austin and I was I didn't know how to shop, so I was eating not enough food. You were eating um, beans. I was eating a lot of beans, and I would eat uh, some fries at work. I wasn't making a lot of money. And then I lived in another apartment, which was bad. And then I lived in a house, which I rented for a long time. Biggest things of my life happened there, like huge familial shifts. I got engaged. I got married while living in that house. But fuck that house. Now I'm in a house that I bought. <laughs> now you're in a house that you bought. And the memories that you had were memories. But now the life that you're building is your own. I know it's uh, we're building such a life here. The floors are so expensive to replace. I, we can't uh, relate. Uh, You've let, lost all relatability. Let's do let's do a quick a quick bio of the house. It's hella in the suburbs. Uh, it is as in the suburbs as it can possibly be without being in Pflugerville. Which, quick aside, living in the suburbs is actually kind of nice for someone who doesn't want to run into people all the time. Because oh. no, nobody's around. It's very good. People kind of just stay in their houses, you know? Yeah, like we have a um, 10 minutes away from here. There's this like big pond and walking trail with like a meditation garden or whatever. And no one is there. And I can just like be and walk around. And, I don't know. You, I'm, I'm someone who I like being social. But I think that I really only thrive when I can be social on my schedule. And I've lived in populated areas before. It's not great. But it's a little suburbs house. It's fun. It's got two stories, which is a fun thing to deal with because we left the vacuum upstairs and then we just didn't vacuum when we said we would because we didn't want to go get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And have, have you, is it so much house that you're like, wait, wait, where's, where, where's my wife? Uh, <laughs> I, I will say there, there was a moment where I like came home. And there was a thing that my wife and I needed to go do. And I called her, like not on the phone, you know, with my voice, like a mountain lion. Uh, <laughs> and she didn't respond. I was like, huh, I guess she's doing something else. Called her and she was just in like another room upstairs and just didn't hear me. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. You got so much house now, you know, you, you guys can get away from each other. Yeah, I don't know that I like that. I'm very codependent. Um, but it's get away. Again, <laughs> very good problems to have. Very good problems to have. Is it haunted? Uh, it's not haunted, but it hasn't been updated since the 90s, so we had to tear all the carpet out of it. Yeah, well, you do that anyway. When you move into a place, you change the carpet. The uh, the upstairs and the stairs were like all carpeted, all gross, and we've... I don't know if you can relate with this. You know, it's it's zero, it's zero credit scribs. You know when you hire someone to do something for you? And yeah, it's sure. Exp and it's expensive. Yeah, why not? And then after they do it, you're like, huh. 
I mean, I guess it's fine, and I can't imagine how they could have done it better. But, but it, it just doesn't feel oh, like no. like they get it done. You're like, huh? This was four thousand dollars, really? Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I mean, inflation hits the weirdest areas of our lives, where it's like, huh? The, you, all you did was come in and like jiggle some cords, and you're charging me two hundred bucks. What the heck? I I had the, a conversation with somebody last night about this. I think everything's just four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, like literally everything that you need to get done with your house is four hundred dollars, and it's a bummer because like you see something that's outside your skill level or interest area to fix. You're like, well, fuck, that's four hundred dollars minimum. It, it YouTube becomes one of your fastest friends because yeah the $400 per thing does add up pretty fast so it, it becomes it comes down to well let me at least try first to fix something uh without the $400 charge um and then you you quickly realize how much of everything is just held together by duct tape spit and luck yes <laughs> Everything in houses are such amateurish affairs, I'm learning. Uh, it's it's crazy to me. When we inherited this house by us purchasing it. Uh, when we, Generational wealth has to be stopped. We need a greater estate tax. I don't, I don't have, there was no generational wealth involved. When we bought this house, uh, I walked around and I was like, okay, let's, you know, take a look at outlets. I want to like configure the layout of where I want to set up. And I just started counting audio output outlets that were just dotted around the house. And I, I stopped counting around eight because that was too many. There were so many. And I asked like the house inspector, I'm like, what do I do about these? And he's like, oh, you, you could just leave them or you could take them out and like, you know, put, you know, what, what, what like solder, not solder, but, you know, like close up the walls and plaster over it mm-hmm. and close it off if you really want to. I'm like, oh, well, what about the wires? He's like, oh, those are just there. Yeah. Those live there now. No one will ever take those wires out. Yeah. The, um, this is something I'm having to learn about houses. If something's like behind your walls, it's like, good, good luck, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, anything it's, that happens behind drywall is a fucking mystery. Yeah. Um, to the point where it's like when we when we contacted you know the internet company to get hooked up, I was like, well, hey, look, look at all these coaxial cables. Do you want to go one of them? And he's like, no, no, we're gonna do our own new line. And I was like, what? But all the pre-existing ones are like, yeah, we don't know if those are connected, and we're not gonna spend time figuring it out. We're gonna drill you a new line that we know works. It's like well, and now okay. you have a new cable in the wall that someone else is going to have to. You know what? I bet that right. started with two of those. I know it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's and it, the fun the fun thing because I, I investigated this, I looked into it because I was like, hey, maybe I want to like do hardline drops from the attic and like connect everything up there and like be able to hardwire things in. And I looked into like, well, what does it take to get like a general contractor? And uh, the answer was like. You know, the 400 bucks per job, multiply that by like, I don't know, uh, uh, too much money. Yeah. <laughs> what, once you get someone 
on the hook to do something weird or big, it's like it you you can't even fathom how much it'll cost. Yeah, it's like because each job is custom to like do that wiring. And mostly the businesses involved with doing this do businesses, not homes. So mm-hmm. they're they're like, yeah, no, you can take the hit. You're a business. You'll earn it back in a month. And it's like, no, I'm a, I'm just a house. This doesn't turn a profit until I sell it in ten years. I um, when we had the Spectrum person come over, they wanted to do the same thing where they're like, we can just put in a new line, um, but. That's what they said over the phone. And then I was like, hey, man, can you like take me out to I, I pretended I was like really interested. I'm like, can you show me like what a coax cable like looks like when it comes into the home? And it, like showed me in the little box, I explained it to me. It's like, yeah, we can just send us a, a signal, like an electrical signal up any of these. that makes a high pitch whistling noise to show that the line is good. And then I was like, oh, you mean you can just you, you can figure out which one of these are good and just use that he tricked him and he was like oh yeah i guess we could do that and i was like well actually you you showed me the splitter thing uh so you can just connect all of these and like make them all work and (laughs) test that they all work oh my gosh yeah they did not love that but you tricked them into things work i guess oh my gosh that's honestly i applaud you the, a, a big tip is if you have a like pre-installed dish on your house, which is oh. very, very common in Texas. Yeah. Uh, just empathize with the cable person. Be like, yeah, I can't believe these dish people. They cannibal. Like as long as you can shit on Dish Network or whatever or um, DirecTV, like they'll get on the same page with you and be like, ah, this guy gets it. Uh, but that's that's the one thing that I learned. And then that's I also like, honest floors are just so expensive. Floors are super expensive, but I feel like that's the first actually universally helpful tip to our listeners. <laughs> no, the, if if we're going to share house tips, if you're having a cable guy, come a cable person, I'm sorry, a cable attendant come over. Oh my gosh. Or yeah. uh, uh, an internet person, anyone who deals with coax cable, shit on the dish people, talk about how they cannibalize wiring and they don't know what they're doing. And then, like, watch them work. Because I've made yeah. the mistake in the past, like, I don't want to be all up in someone's business. But, like, if you can, like, make small talk and talk about, like, you know, oh, you're a streamer on the weekends. Oh, you play Apex or whatever. Like, if, if you can connect with them and shit on DirecTV, they'll do anything. Wow. I got to get a technician out here and, and do that because we've got all these what. There, there's one room in our house that I swear has five coaxial cables, and I, it, I just don't know what they go to. <laughs> it's crazy because, like, when they run a new coaxial line for like cable, they just drill through the outside of your house and just yeah. feed a line through it. Yep, we did get him. He, he was like, "Okay, which one of these do you want?" to be the one that your internet comes out of. And I pointed to one. So he did re reconfigure one of the five, (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but still I was like, huh? Well, I I guess this is just me. Uh, I, you know, I didn't know the tip and I'm, I'm, I'm of such a, a docile nature. I was like, well, the guy's going to do what he's going to do. And that's just the way it is. And so I just let him do his job and I, I didn't, uh, honestly, at the end of the day, was, I, did, I, I didn't get, you know, 
hooked up. And the, the, that, this was when not it comes pre knowledge that this was not pre knowledge I had going into it. I was just like, I we didn't have anything in the house, so I was bored. And then oh, I, okay. and then I was just like watching him. Like I hated doing it, but I was like, I truly have nothing. It's the else worst. To do. And my phone. It is the worst. Uh, yeah. but, you know, you can get and also coaxial cable, super simple mechanically. And as long as you have like the proper number of splitter outs in your box, they can hook up however many coaxial cables you have. Like, right. And you could just ask them to do it. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, coaxial cables are so simple. You can technically make them yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, they're, they're stone age. Yeah, they are primitive technology in the grand scheme of fiber optics, etc. But yeah, uh, good tips to know, you know, uh, what's the coolest thing you got in your house? Oh God. I was that, that, that the answer to that has changed a lot. Uh, it was initially that we have a big glass cube window in our bathroom from the nineties, you know, big throwback glass cubes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You stack them on top of each other. You can't really see out of them, but they let light in. Yeah, they are uninsulated. <laughs> and Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, two issues. They're, well, three. three things. One, they're cool. I like them. Two, they're completely uninsulated, and they're just made of glass. So, that bathroom gets pretty much exactly however hot it is outside. That's the uh, worst. Really bad. Three... Since they weren't installed with any kind of like um, structure, they're just like stacked on top of each other and cemented in and then cocked over. They flex in the wind. Oh, weird. And you can't see it, but like if it's storming and you're taking a bath, you hear this big pile of glass cubes over your head going. And uh, I've noticed like there are a bunch of micro cracks in them from years of doing that. So we're probably going to have to replace that for thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, that's that's a new window right there. Yeah. Otherwise, coolest thing in our house. Uh, I don't know. It's much more performant than our old house. So just having a kind of big kitchen, like two yeah. people can be in the kitchen for the first that time was in the biggest four years. Yeah, yeah, that was the biggest change for us, too. Because, yeah, the apartment we had had a pretty nice setup. But if one person was cooking, that was it. Nobody mm-hmm. else can be in the kitchen. It, there's just not enough room to do all the things you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our kitchen now has a, just enough space so that we are constantly in each other's way. But there's a place to step aside to let the other person pass. Yeah, we, we were literally making like stir fry for dinner tonight. And we realized that we had put a garbage can in such a place that it created this natural choke point in front of the stove. We're like, we got to move that. We can't, we can't <laughs> constantly be up in each other's face. If we're trying to cook dinner, we just can't. You're doing the civil engineering, like traffic analysis of the small shared spaces of your house. That's really great. I, uh, this is something that anyone could probably stand to think about is like the actual space of your house that you use is very minimal. Like the, the paths that you walk and the like utility space is very small. So you're really going to optimize it. Like we bought this house. We're like, look at this big living room. It's like, 
the only like part of the living room we live in and traverse in is like a little alley between the couch and the TV to get to the kitchen or get to the bathroom. So yeah. you really got to optimize that little runway as much as you can. It, yeah, it's, you know, it, every every room looks bigger until you put stuff in it. And then suddenly it's like, mm-hmm. there's no room in here. What happened to all the room? Yeah. yeah Very good uh, And And the house is a little bigger, so we have to buy a, a bunch of stuff. And then, you know, the floors. I know I keep coming back to the floors. <laughs> they're so expensive. They're, they're expensive. And also, like, when you hire people, like, and I know this was true. And I spent my entire childhood watching my parents deal with contractors. But just, like... Nothing ever gets done perfectly on time. Things spill into other days. Oh, here's something. You know, you want to know what the least cool thing about our house is? I was literally about to ask. We, and this bothers me so much. We removed a vanity from the bathroom because it was like old particle board. Gross. It was in like a, it really couldn't be like redone. And... We tore it out, and then the person who tore it out was like, hey, so there's like, um, it's not a P-trap, but it's like a U-bend pipe, and that's usually where like the out the, the, the output of your sink goes like into a U and then into the sewer or whatever. You know this. And there's just a mysterious drainage line that comes out of the wall and joins up to that U-bend and just drains. And the person was like, I don't know what it is. I've never seen this before. Uh, so good luck. It, it, it's behind the wall. So God help you ever figuring oh, out no. what oh, this God. is for. And it might be like, um, like a drain line for the AC or like roof condensation or something, but it's behind a wall. So like, Good luck. No one's ever gonna know <laughs> what it goes to. Wow, that is. Like, oh, maybe it's like an old line, you know. Maybe it, it isn't used for anything. And I know it's water coming in through it. <laughs> That's like your a, rain rainwater converter. I truly don't know what it is. It is perplexing, and it makes installing the new vanity difficult. But I am haunted by this additional mysterious line. <laughs> You've got a ghost water line, and uh, that's pretty lame. Oh, it's ghost fluid. It's ghost fluid. It's the ectoplasm, brother. Of course, it's that ectoplasm. Brother. I just have to deal with it. You just got to deal with it. There's nothing that can be done. <laughs> the number of times I have um, had a thing with this house, and it, equip- it, it evaluates to, yeah, there's nothing really you can do about it. So have fun. <laughs> you know what's amazingly difficult moving a toilet mm. I, I like brought up the idea like oh the oh, vanity mo- yeah oh, okay go ahead. but moving it as not moving a singular unconnected toilet but moving where the toilet would be in a room yeah like we're gonna have a smaller vanity and i was like oh maybe move the toilet like six inches to the right or something impossible I brought, I brought that up as an idea and the person was like twelve thousand dollars yeah, and you were like that's three times more than i thought it would be <laughs> at least it's at like, least it's like because they have toilets let me tell you when your house is built the toilets are where the toilets are gonna yeah. be pretty much 
Pretty much. They 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 build foundations around those those hookups. Yeah, you uh it's a it's a very serious job to move a toilet. So don't even and, try. Yeah. Not something you want to also like, oh, you could put a couple of pipes. You don't you want you don't want those pipes visible ever. Yeah. That's just not something you want to deal with. And then behind her vanity, there's just pipes coming out of the wall. Houses are great. Once again, very lucky. Love houses. Super, super relatable. It's it's super relatable. Our air conditioner doesn't appear to cool the house efficiently enough to keep up with um, the heat in the summer. Ooh, that's going to be bad going into the... Uh, we're going to hit triple digits this year. Yeah, it's only like a couple degrees off, but I'm like, this is not good but we're you, gonna install blinds and curtains blinds yeah that'll go a long way keep them down in the rooms you're not in um for sure yeah we're really also, raw dog in the 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 windows only four of our windows have blinds in them right now yeah uh also an alternative um it's worked for my parents but yeah like just a uh a window unit in your bedroom or oh, just like would, one of that would be nice just like a portable cool, like or maybe like one of those electric coolers or something, because um, you you only need that when you sleep. You know, you don't need to cool out the whole house really when you're asleep. Just the room you're in. Yeah, but what if we put in three more condensing units? That could also be. I've seen two story houses with two condensing units for sure. For sure, um, one for the lower level, one for the higher level. That is like a more luxury thing. The problem is, you know, that's double the maintenance on both of those things per year. Double the maintenance plus the cost. Oh, my God, the cost. Yeah. I, honestly, it might drive costs down unless you guys are like split level most of the day or something. Because yeah. like just don't cool off whatever level you're not currently on. But then that gets down to like weird micromanagement of your lives. Oh, got to tell you, the longer we have this house, the more I'm like house factorios. Yeah, deal. like we yeah. um we get our Optimize. energy we get our energy from like a renewable energy company in Houston or Dallas. That's pretty and cool. And they like like you can go on their website and they have like interactive graphs of your like kilowatt hour usage. I'm like, I need to connect to this API and feed it to a <laughs> tablet and optimize. I need to produce plastics. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure that. It, it yeah it, it's hard it's hard for me because i'm always like well when i'm asleep i don't need the ac running so i'll turn it you know we won't sweat ourselves out but i'll turn it up and then it's just like yeah but i sleep better when it's colder <laughs> i uh, i think there is a genuine answer to this and this is the end point of a lot of research is they actually make uh mattress toppers that are temperature controlled so you can have your bed be like cold as ice. Oh, we couldn't do that. Or, or you know, just make your bed a temperature that makes it like nice for you to sleep. That's separate yeah. from whatever the ambient temperature is. Yeah, no, I, the problem is uh, I run hot. Jamie runs cold. So there's just no pleasing. You know, we, we can't both. We can't both be happy. They're split in the middle. You set temperatures yeah. for each side. Oh, shit. Now we're I, talking. Now my problem is I spill over and I take up space on my wife's side. And if I were to spill over and her side was hot, I'd push her right <laughs> off the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, 
That's interesting. Uh, we'll look into that for sure. That's the fun thing about a house, though. It's like all the little upgrades you can make just to make your lives a little bit better. Yeah, I. Uh, it's a. It's you can a also sickness. do it in an apartment. You can also do it in an apartment. You can Don't, do an apartment, yeah. except it's a total waste of your fucking money. Well, no, I mean the the that bedroom topper, that bed topper, isn't a yes, thing that's sure. tied. Yeah, you can't drill into the wall of an apartment, or you can. You got to fill the holes, whatever. But yeah, no, I just one thing that is I think it's really good to remember at episode 300 of this podcast is that it's very easy to settle into like a status quo. It's very easy to just be like, I just got to get through this day every day until all you're doing is surviving the day. It's very easy to lose track of the small things we can do to make our lives better, the people around us lives better. And a house is a good sort of wake up call for those lucky and fortunate enough to be able to, 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 na- to nail one, nail it, you nailed the house to secure one. Um, but for everybody else, it's like, yeah, don't sleep on making your lives better. No, I, I, the, I, yeah, the I, difference I, can be huge. I think one of the most pernicious things that late capitalist in that the late capitalist structure instills in us is like we're powerless to make our lives better but i I know that i joke about like making changes to an apartment or a rental house is a waste of money but like you know if it's not beyond a certain point like put up a new backsplash fix things replace a faucet because not everything's a return on investment like you can always make your life better yeah and that's not even in terms of like house goods you can always make your life better yeah, complicate your recording process in order to be able to play soundboard sounds for your your podcast and and enable both of us can hear the sounds at the same time instead of doing it in post. Yeah, delay the start of the podcast by almost an hour. <laughs> almost so that, an hour, yeah. So, so that you can play sounds. So we can play sounds and not even have time to do a bit I was going to do. <laughs> that's Listen, that's what you should do. Yeah. Also, uh, just uh, FYI, if you're renting, keep in mind, owning a house is a sickness because sometimes you'll be taking a bath and you're like, huh, that faucet sputters a lot. I should learn how to install a new faucet. Don't. Yeah. Don't improve the property value of a place you're renting because the landlord will not be grateful. But also, if you own the house, maybe don't replace that faucet immediately. Don't let it haunt you. Don't let it haunt you every time you take a bath, because it's fine like it is. And who wants to create additional waste and doom the planet and the porpoises? I do. (laughs) You don't like porpoises. You eat them from the porpoise from the back. Yeah, I eat the porpoise from the back, as we talked about. It, I tried to a, move on from that quickly, but is that a joke? You typed it in the chat. <laughs> what do you mean you sure. tried to move on? You took the time out of your day to write out the word porpoise. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page. I don't get the joke. Is it a joke? <laughs> it's we don't have to talk about it. All right. Well, I just want to say, you know, apologies to our special guest. We were going to get to you sooner, but we had obligations, and so I'm sorry. Matthew McConaughey was here tonight in honor of our 300th episode. Oh, oh no, oh no, oh no. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Matthew McConaughey, we ran out of time, but, you know, what 
just real quick while we have you, we just celebrated. We're wrapping up our 300th episode. Do you have any comments about that? I pumped those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. Oh, well, that wasn't that wasn't very nice of you to say. So I I I don't think it's unimpressive to have 300 episodes of a podcast. Right. Um well, I guess when we're pumping our numbers up, do you like have any advice for us? Second key to success in this racket is this little baby right here. It's called cocaine. Mm. Mm. I don't know what the first key is. Yeah, you kind of jumped to like a second thing. Um, I mean, I, I want to be clear, Mr. McConaughey. I, I respect the process. I read green lights. Uh, I'm willing to do cocaine, the dust that they call cocaine. Good for you. Now get the fuck out of my car. Okay. Well, we're not. First of all, Mr. McConaughey, this is a Zoom call. Yeah, we're we're not. We're not in your car. Forgive me, sugar puss. Look, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm sorry. I am way out of line. Okay. Okay. Apology accepted. Yeah. I don't appreciate being called sugar puss, but, you know, I, I, it's okay. All right. Well, we're out of time. Matthew McConaughey, thank you for stopping by. You know, this was great. I thank you for being here. You got it. Bye bye. Bye. Who was that other voice? <laughs> Who was that other voice? <laughs> I don't know. He just dropped the call. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, folks. Um, was Matthew McConaughey on a Zoom call with somebody else? We were <laughs> he might have been doing double to? duty. He might have been also talking to the Texas governor. Who knows? <laughs> Who no, as well. Uh, bye, bye, Matthew. Thank you so much for being here. And you know what? We we like all good podcasts. We do all the stuff before we talk to a guest. While they're here, we do the ad reads. So he was hanging out for about a solid two hours. Yeah, he was here most of today. He sat through me testing the the technology, mm-hmm. the second testing of the technology when everything went wrong. He was here for that. Um, so, you know, thank you for him showing up. He can't hear us now, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, it was a real sport hanging out that long. No, I really appreciate it. And I'm glad that this is the second time in my life I've been on a Zoom call with Matthew McConaughey. That was really awkward. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to have recreated that. And uh, speaking of awkward, let's get sappy. 300 episodes, John. I just... I was so blindsided by gimmicks. I forgot to say at the top, thank you to everyone who listens to this podcast. Without you guys, we're just talking to each other on Zoom for two hours at a time when we could just as easily be in therapy. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to thank everyone out there for keeping me from going to therapy, despite my many issues uh, that need uh, very serious interventions. But enough. Jokes. Enough. Enough jokes. If a single person listens to this podcast, it's worth it. It I, I truly think that the greatest form 
of expression. The greatest form of existence in human life is to create something for somebody else. And I don't care if that's like an artistic thing or making a kid or making a gun. Uh, I, just, <laughs> I just truly think that uh, the human life is meant to create things for other people. So even if one person listens to this, I am eternally grateful to you for listening to it. Yes. And on that note, I think there's nothing else to do but to promise there's more great things to come. Fast and Furious X, whatever the title of this movie. <laughs> a, a thing that in this podcast at one point we could not have been more excited about and are oh now God. charitably our interest is waning. Yeah, that comes out like next week or sometime sometime very soon. So I guess Ten look forward. days hence. Yeah. Ten days hence we'll be covering Fast and Furious X, the second to last, the penultimate um, entry in the Fast and Furious. Uh, well, it's going to come out then. We're going to cover it after it comes out. We'll give everybody enough time to see it, but we will be talking about it at, at length in order to bring the Fast and Familia closer to a close. You can look forward to that. We've got more good things planned in the works. I say that. More good things planned. Summer of Venom. Godzilla Summer, Summer of Venom. Two. That, what he said. And also um, the uh, Fast and Furious supplementary will be an in-person supplementary because we have to drink Coronas together in real life. Absolutely. Got to figure out that setup. Uh, that'll I be... promise it won't be like last time where we just talked over each other the entire <laughs> time because COVID it, had be... just been. Listen, we were it'll out of practice. It'll be that. It'll be exactly that. It'll be exactly us talking over each other, huddled around one microphone. Bad audio. Bad audio. Um, but you can look forward to that. But for now, I think the only thing to do is uh, there's a bit of a debate, I think. It, it's technically my week to edit, but we skipped last week. Yeah, we skipped last week, and I was very sick. <laughs> you were okay. Okay, you were sick, so you had a good mm -hmm. excuse. That it could. Let's. Just, I'll do it. I'll edit. Yeah. Let's see. If I edit, I'm probably not gonna give as much reverence to the things you worked very hard to. Produce, <laughs> if we're being totally honest. Very, very honest of you. And of course, I would have to, I'm, I'm going to, I need to lift all of the music clips that we played out of it so we could normalize the audio normally and then insert them back in. So I'll edit. It'll be fine. I'm going to painstakingly do that. I appreciate it. And that means there's nothing less, less, oh, there's nothing less. There's nothing last, but it's not least. There's nothing left to do except to throw to John, who's going to tell you how to celebrate with us our 300 episodes with the 300th time. That's not true. Uh, we've done the social media plugs. That's right. And of course, a lot of people saw this coming. The social media plugs this week will be heavily inspired by uh, the movie 300. If you haven't caught on, the entire theme of this episode has been the movie 300. So if you uh, want to kick, if you want, if you want to be Gerard Butler, if you want to be, <laughs> if you want to be Gerard Butler in a cape gamer, contoured abs, Kick a man into a pit and scream 
at him. The man is Elon Musk and you are the kicker. Uh, you can do that on Twitter at the at symbol looks like the hole you kicked him into at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com. And I believe my Spartan comrade Henry knows what that stands for. In honor of the 300th episode, I will tell you the true meaning of this acronym. Everyone's been asking me for years, and I'm just tired of dodging them. Here it is for the last and final time. That stands for Zero Credits Podcast with Henry and Jonah Jamison. Wow, we finally know what it is, and I need those pictures of Spider-Man and big, big Xerxes. If you're a if you're a big guy with knives for hands, um, <laughs> if you're yes. a big guy with <laughs> knives for hands, who's part of the Persian army battle of Thermopylae, you can send us an email with your knife hands to zero credits as a podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> And I I swear that this is a big part of the movie and not just me desperately trying to remember anything about the movie. If you, if you are Gerard Butler, I think having sex with a woman, I think that happens, right? There's like a whole drama back in Sparta, right? There's old... If you're... I'm not helping you. If you're, oh, 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 here's, here's something from the movie. Here, here's something from the movie. Imagine all the podcast services have their shields up and they make like a big dome thing. And then all the arrows are people listening to podcasts. We're on all of those podcast services and the dome thing. We're on Spotify. We're on Podchaser. We're on Good Pods. We're on Apple Podcasts, and if you leave us a review on any of those things, it will be like when Neo in The Matrix <laughs> busted out of that big pile of Agent Smiths. You'll be Neo, we'll be Trinity, we'll hook up at a rave if you listen and leave a review. But the listen, if you really, you, really want to hook up with us Matrix-style, and then you'll go blind later uh, when someone shoves a big electrical cable into your eyes. Then what you need to do is tell your friends, hey, I listen to this incredible podcast. They've just had 300 episodes. And I think, according to Guinness World Record book, Ripley's Believe It or Not, that is the most episodes of a podcast that anyone's ever. And they even made extras. They made they made even a little lanyap for you in addition to the three hundred Spartans <laughs> that you can listen to, and they will uh, love and adore you, and then they'll kick you into a pit. I'll say this is Sparta. Three hundreds back, baby, because word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. So tell your two hundred ninety nine friends, tell your wife that maybe you have sex with in the movie. <laughs> Uh, and uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> just tell them, just tell them, just tell them. Um, and from everyone here 
at the zero credits 300 episode studios including special guest emma stone we just would like to say hell yeah That's the only the only soundboard I could find with her on it. Hey, can I hear that one and a half more times? Yeah, of course. Oh, that was two more times. I couldn't cut it off. I'm sorry. You know what? I'll 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 do with the two. Um, we just want to wish you guys a happy week. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that's her. <laughs> I don't think it is. It doesn't really sound like her. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. Happy goodbye. 300. my cursor here we go it's this buddy it's it's this (laughs) i get that i just don't think what is that from easy a you gotta stop it